Reno Housing Authority is about to celebrate 80 years of existence, trying as best it can to provide affordable, safe, and accessible housing to as many members of our community as it can. Our town Reno recently went to RHA offices to interview new executive director Hillary Lopez about this new historical anniversary amid contemporary challenges. I'm your host this week, Nico Columbant. First, a word from our sponsor, and then back to this week's episode on East 9th Street with Hillary Lopez and the Reno Housing Authority. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reno's Media Lab. Media Lab. Podcast. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School, School of Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. This is the Our Town Reno podcast. I'm your host this week, Nico Columbant, and we're at the Reno Housing Authority with Hillary Lopez. Hillary, how's it going? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having Our Town Reno. So the Reno Housing Authority is about to celebrate a big birthday. Tell us all about it. Yes, we have our 80th anniversary coming up in October of this year. So the Reno Housing Authority has been operating since 1943. And even though our name is the Reno Housing Authority, we actually serve all of Washoe County. And um, we are the largest provider of affordable housing within the county. So that's a little bit like our, our town, Reno. We call ourselves Reno, but sometimes we uh, cover other parts of northern Nevada. Is that is that a problem that you're called Reno Housing Authority? No, I think we work with um, all of the jurisdictions as well as a lot of community partners. And so we uh, just let everyone know that we are here to serve all of the residents of Washoe County. And different housing authorities uh, have evolved a lot. Public housing has evolved a lot over 80 years. It started with a a big bang initially. So uh, how does it look right now? Yes, we've definitely expanded significantly over our 80-year history, and I'm really proud to say that we serve over 9,000 Nevadans on an annual basis between our public housing, our Housing Choice Voucher, and other housing programs. Um, And we grew from having a small amount of public housing to being able to provide uh, 750 units of public housing to our community, as well as other expanded housing options, um, administering over 2,500 housing choice vouchers and specialty vouchers for residents of our community, and also receiving moving to work designation from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, which really allows us a lot of flexibility in how we use our funding and enables us to best address the needs of our local community. This is the Our Town Reno podcast. We're here with Hillary Lopez at the Reno Housing Authority. So we talked about the name. You don't just uh, cover Reno. Uh, More generally, there are some misconceptions about what housing authorities do or don't do. So what do you do and what do you not do? So some of the misconceptions are that the Reno Housing Authority is actually attached to the city of Reno. And we are our own agency. We are overseen by a five-member board of um, commissioners. Uh, Those commissioners are appointed by the Reno City Council. And right now we have uh, the mayor is on our board along with Councilwoman Taylor. And then we also have one resident commissioner. 
And then two other uh, commissioners that were appointed, um, Dave Ayazi, who serves as our chairman, and then Mark Sullivan, who serves as a commissioner. Um, another misconception that we sometimes hear is regarding our funding. And so the majority of our funding comes through uh, federal sources, through the US Department of Housing and Urban Development. We don't rely on any local funding for our programs. And then we also have um, business activities that provide additional streams of revenue for us to provide um, additional services to our clients, undertake new projects, and really just try and expand the scope of services that we could provide. And for what you do do, uh, there have been some major projects talked about in media, so give us an update. Give us uh, also maybe some information about other ones coming on board. Sure. So one of the things is that our Board of Commissioners wants us to look at how we could expand our role. It's a critical time in our community. There's um, a lot of challenges regarding affordable housing and folks being able to find affordable housing within our community. And so we're looking at how we could provide more housing opportunities opportunities. And so some of the recent things are um, we just broke ground on Dick Scott Manor, which will be 12 units of permanent supportive housing specifically targeted to extremely low and very low income or unhoused veterans in our community. Um, we hope that that will place in service by next fall and we'll begin uh, leasing those units out. We're also looking at a project in Sparks, which would provide another 15 units of affordable housing uh, that's located near transportation and um, employment and other services. And then we've been fortunate and received um, over $45 million from the state through their Home Means Nevada initiative, which uses the federal ARPA funds to help us preserve, upgrade, and redevelop some of our public housing to make sure that it is available not only for our current residents, but for generations to come. And you talked about the, the state. Any movement at the last legislative session? So we were fortunate, as I mentioned, to receive the Home Means Nevada initiative funds. Also at the state in the last legislative session, um, there was a bill which approved $32.2 million specifically to help develop permanent supportive housing, which is a big need within um, our community as well as across the state. And so we're hopeful that we'll be able to receive some of those funds to help support some of our projects. And the Reno Housing Authority was also in the news uh, for an attempt with the uh, Bonanza Inn. So can you give us an update on that? A lot of people uh, were reading articles about that, listening to comments at Reno City Council, wondering what was going to happen. Yes. Yeah, so initially the Reno Housing Authority had looked at purchasing the Bonanza Inn and then converting it to affordable housing. However, um, our initial bid was not accepted and then the property was taking a long time to go through the probate process and unfortunately some of the funds we were looking at were very time restricted and so uh, the city of Reno needed to reallocate those for other community purposes. And different housing authorities in, in different cities have different relationships with the city, with different nonprofits, with different major actors in the community. How does it look for the Reno Housing Authority with your, your different partners? 
Yeah, so we have really strong relationships with a lot of community partners. So we have been working closely not only with jurisdictional partners to better understand some of the housing needs and to see how we could work together to best um, address the affordable housing issues, but we also have great relationships with a lot of our nonprofits uh, where we work with them to really help boost and bolster some of our resident service programs. Um, some of the uh, unique ways that we're working with some of those partners is through our Start Smart program, for example, where we provide uh, education um, on financial literacy, budgeting, um, employment, resume writing, etc., to our teens who are ages uh, 14 to 18. And we do this in partnership with some of the nonprofits or other for-profit agencies and banks in our area that come in and, and um, provide seminars to our students. And then as a, a bonus for participating in these activities, our students, um, our residents will receive an escrow and then they could use those escrow funds when they graduate to help with continuing education, uh, and first time expenses related to first time employment or other um, eligible expenses. And if the uh, Bonanza Inn uh, fell through, for now at least, you never know, uh, is the Reno Housing Authority now looking at other similar opportunities like that, not necessarily always to, to construct new, but sometimes to convert? Um, so while that fell through, we do have a lot of other projects on our uh, in our pipeline. And so in addition to Dick Scott Manor and then our Sparks project, we're also looking at converting our Carville Court apartments um, into permanent supportive housing. And then also, as mentioned, uh, looking at how we could do upgrades a substantial renovation or redevelopment of some of our public housing properties so that this way we could hopefully even add units at some of the sites so that we could expand how many units we provide for the for the community and for quite a few of these new projects you're using the term permanent supportive housing so why are you moving more and more in that direction and can you explain what that means exactly yeah, so for permanent supportive housing, that's affordable housing that also has um, deep uh, services that go along with that housing. And so we are looking at providing some permanent supportive housing because it's a, a need within our community. We have a lot of residents that are coming out of transitional housing, but not necessarily ready to live in fully independent living. And so we're trying to help fill that void within our housing spectrum. Any other new trends that we're seeing with uh, housing authorities, how they can best, uh, you know, help the communities? Yeah, one of the things that I would say is we're always looking for additional landlords that could participate in our Housing Choice Voucher program and accept residents that come with Housing Choice Vouchers. Um, one of the great things about the Housing Choice Vouchers is that uh, residents can use them to find housing that's close to their employment, that's close to the schools that their children go to or other nearby amenities. Um, and we have folks 
folks that uh, come up off the wait list and receive the voucher. And um, it's always disappointing if they're unable within the time frame to that they receive that voucher to utilize that voucher. So we're always looking for landlords. The landlords that we work with are great. Um, we have recently added a landlord liaison so that this way we could provide additional assistance to landlords that have questions or concerns um, or want to be involved in the program. Uh, we have also, through our Moving to Work designation, been able to provide um, some additional landlord incentives. So I encourage anyone who wants to help out their community, have some guaranteed rent, and um, really work with us to, to contact us and, and find out more about uh, that program. This is the Art Town Reno podcast. I'm your host, Nico Columbant, this week with Hillary Lopez at the Reno Housing Authority. And we'll take a short break with commercials from two other podcasts in Reno you should also be listening to. Do you want to keep up on what's happening in the local art community? Double Scoop always has the scoop on that. Want to know which exhibitions, parties, and other art events are happening this weekend? Follow us on Instagram at DoubleScoopNevada and listen to KWNK 97.7 FM for our Short Scoop Art Events Roundup. If you're an artist and you're looking for places to show your work, we have lots of opportunities listed right now. To find them, visit DoubleScoop.art events and filter for Call for Artists. If you'd like to follow all of our art news and meet local artists, you can sign up for our email lists at DoubleScoop.art. Do you like podcasts? Well, we have a podcast from you. This is Sean from Up in the Mix. This is Delafoto. Do you like to get into a random wormholes of conversation? Do you like to learn about the culture from sneakers to hip hop music to basketball? Then we have a podcast just for you. We have one called Up in the Mix. It is available on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple. Check us out, upinthemix.live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Salud! We're back. I'm your host this week, Nico Columbant. We're here with Hillary Lopez at the Reno Housing Authority. So a lot of people, they associate the Housing Authority with the waiting list. So because there is a lot of demand for what you offer. Uh, so the waiting list was open earlier this year, I believe in March and parts of April. Uh, what's the status now? So we actually have two waiting lists. We have a public housing wait list, which is the list that you were referring to that was open earlier this year. And then we have a separate waiting list for our housing choice voucher program. And um, some uh, families are on both of those lists. Right now, uh, both of those lists are closed. However, we are always reviewing those lists. We're always trying to process applications off of those lists as quickly as we can, and then uh, open those lists as soon as there's um, a reasonable expectation that we would be able to provide housing within a reasonable time frame to those that are joining the list or already on the list. So one of the things that we don't want to do is just continue to extend that list so that that there's really not a reasonable expectation that someone who's on it would be able to receive an offer of housing or a housing choice voucher within the next one to two years. 
And any other tips for people looking to, to get assistance in their, their housing searches uh, in terms of uh, the website, how to navigate it, or how to uh, conduct themselves when they come to the offices here, or any other tips? Yes, so we just actually revamped our website, so I would encourage everyone to go um, and explore it. It's renoha.org, and that's a great place where folks could find out when our wait list is open, either for public housing or for the Housing Choice Voucher programs, submit applications. Um, and find out other general information about what's going on at the Housing Authority. Um, for folks that don't have access to uh, the internet, um, they could always come into our office and our staff would be glad to assist them or give our office a call and then we could provide assistance. And for those that need assistance um, in other languages, we're happy to provide that as well. And uh, you were mentioning earlier uh, landlords, how you'd like to encourage more of them. Why is it uh, a good idea for them? And do you have any tips for landlords for it to be a good relationship? Yeah, I think that there's uh, some misconceptions about the Housing Choice Voucher that have um, been uh, in the community and just, uh, you know, we always like to reiterate that um, our clients, uh, you know, are, are very good tenants, um, that the Housing Choice Voucher Program provides a guaranteed source of rent for our landlords that participate, that we also have these additional landlord incentives that um, do come into play if there is an issue with either tenant damages, um, or uh, if there were to be uh, other scenarios. Um, and so again, it, it's just helping one way that someone can help our community, an easy way that someone could help our community and provide um, safe, affordable housing for our residents. Um, and I would encourage anyone that wants to learn more about that program to contact us and our landlord liaison would be happy to provide more information. And in terms of uh, budgeting and, and staffing, uh, we've we've all been through uh, the COVID era. So before COVID, there were some uh, budgeting challenges. During the COVID era, you know, budgets became more generous in, for for certain things like affordable housing uh, and other programs. But staffing became more difficult. So what do you look? What does it look like right now, coming out of COVID? So um, since COVID, some of our emergency rental assistance programs have um, stopped um, with those funds being timed out. But, you know, we're uh, set on um, expanding housing opportunities for residents of our community. So we're just exploring other ways that we could access new funding sources, new ways to use our existing funding sources. Um, and that includes some of these development projects that I've been talking about, expanding some of our resident service activities. And then uh, going along with that, we are also looking at expanding some of our staffing um, and just continuing to explore all the ways that we could provide uh, services and housing to those in need in our community. And we talked about some of the new projects which uh, are going to help uh, some of our older residents. Uh, how about the uh, younger demographic? They're also really struggling with housing right now. 
Yeah, and so for our younger demographic, um, like I said, we're trying to expand some of our resident services. Um, our Start Smart program that I mentioned is really focused on helping our uh, teens to increase their self-sufficiency and kind of move uh, along in terms of their uh, continued education or first jobs or being able to move into a, a first-time housing or uh, apartment. Um, we're also working with uh, the state as well as Nevada Rural Housing Authority to kind of look at how we could work together with their um, first-time homebuyer programs so that for our clients who are interested in moving um, ultimately to home ownership, we could help put them in a better position so that when they're ready, um, they have all of the requirements that they need to move into and take advantage of some of those programs. And we talked about at the beginning the 80th anniversary, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, and, and throughout history, there's been this tension between, you know, the government can help people with housing. Uh, some people say how housing should be a human right. And then the other side, which is, uh, you know, all market, uh, the market uh, will sort it all out. Uh, so uh, where is that big uh, ideological debate that never leaves us? Where is it right now in Reno? You know, I think that um, we're very lucky locally. Um, we have a lot of elected officials that realize um, the issues that we're having with affordable housing in our community and are very supportive of affordable housing efforts. Um, and so we're just working as closely as we can with our different partners to, to see how we could um, use our resources to, to help the community as much as possible. So even though it still seems like this this huge mountain to to overcome, uh, you're you're still you know you're still working hard every day, finding new solutions, uh, finding new ways to to help people. Yeah, that's our goal is uh, to to look at how we could use all of our resources and really leverage both our um, human resources as well as our funding resources and partner both with um, our community partners as well as the jurisdictional partners and the state to figure out you know, how we could move projects forward. And do you look at other cities? Do you look at other countries? You know, because we're just all struggling with this affordable housing and Reno Housing Authority helps, but doesn't always get helped itself. Yes, and actually the affordable housing community works very well together. And so, um, you know, we're continuously kind of talking to our uh, colleagues in different communities to find out what they're doing and like what's working well, what's not working well, what types of resources they've been able to bring to the table for different projects or services and kind of using that rather than rebuilding and, um, you know, trying to rebuild the wheel. <laughs> and our town Reno started primarily reporting about the unhoused uh, populations and we've had quite a few uh, people that we've met who have ended up in uh, Section 8 housing and who are doing very well right now. So the, and they started, you know, not doing well at all. So when you see all those stories, how does that make you feel and does it keep you going? 
Yeah, I think that um, any time that we can move someone from um, an unsafe or unhoused uh, situation into safe, secure, affordable, long-term housing, you know, we're we're very proud that we've been able to to help with that. Um, and you know, that's our goal every day. Our entire staff comes and um, works hard to you know just try and do the best job that they could do for our community and for our residents and clients. Um, I'm extremely proud and uh, humbled to be part of this talented staff. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just so uh, appreciative of all of their continued efforts and know that there's more coming. And we talked about uh, how landlords can help. Uh, any other people in the public, how can they help? How can voters help? How can residents help? Uh, how can people who like to donate money help? Yeah, so I think that um, if there are those that are interested in getting involved in affordable housing, um, they could reach out uh, to me over at the Housing Authority. Um, they could also, uh, you know, um, join the Nevada Housing Coalition, which is an umbrella group that really uh, advocates for and educates about affordable housing and affordable housing issues across our state. And then um, when they talk with their legislators uh, to just kind of reiterate how important it is that we have um, affordable housing, uh, sustainable and attainable housing for all members of our community. And we also started out talking about uh, new construction projects. Uh, those have become uh, costlier and also difficult to staff. Does the Reno Housing Authority also run into those problems? Yes, um, we we definitely have seen the cost of construction increase um, since COVID. Um, and, you know, like other housing developers, we struggle with that and uh, are continuing to look for new ways that we could construct projects, new materials that we could utilize that would be cost effective and just try and do our best to have good financial stewardship and, and really try and, and bring um, quality housing at a reasonable cost to our market. And in terms of the 80 years, initially, uh, you would get a, a big check maybe from the government and, and build it. Uh, and now it's become quite sophisticated the way you have to finance, right? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of our new projects are um, layered financing or what we call layered financing, which means that we're utilizing funding from various sources and going out and uh, competing for those monies and then um, uh, using all of those to bring that together so that we have enough money to to build these projects and then um, to keep them affordable for uh, in perpetuity. Anything else you'd like to add as we wrap up this interview? Just want to say that we're um, really thankful for uh, being in this community for 80 years and we look forward to being here for um, many more years and as I mentioned just kind of bringing additional housing opportunities um, and services to our clients residents and to our community as a whole and any uh, word for uh, all your partners all the people you collaborate with in the community 
Yeah, just want to say how much we appreciate all of the partnership. Um, it really allows us to provide all of the services, supports, um, and related activities that um, help our residents, clients, and other community members be successful. So we uh, don't do this alone and just want to acknowledge how much um, all of that means to us as well. And final question, Northern Nevada is growing really fast. Does that make it challenging for you? Yes, um, unfortunately, uh, building housing takes time. Just going through the permitting process and then the construction process. And so um, we're doing our best to try and bring new units to the market uh, as quickly as possible. Um, we know that there is a need and so we're always trying to see uh, how we could expedite things, um, how we could um, improve on our processes um, but yes uh, along with growth just comes uh, higher demand and we're trying to react to that as quickly as we can thank you for this interview hillary thank you it's been great thank you listening to this Our Town Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Our Town Reno, at OurTownReno.com, and on Instagram at Biggest Little Streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives and remember, help each other out.